You know, we always get phone calls here at recruiting firm RiderFlex, people looking for career advice and input on job offers, et cetera. We're happy to help in any way we can, especially when we have time, even if it's not a candidate we're currently working with or trying to place lots of time. It, it's just people in our network or people we know, friends of ours, et cetera. Always happy to help. People drop us voicemails on the corporate line or they'll send me a LinkedIn message and so forth. Got one recently I wanted to chat about, share with you here on the RiderFlex podcast. We'll call the candidate Johnny. That's not his real name. Johnny calls me and wants to know whether or not he should accept a position, uh, whether to accept an offer he just got. Here was his situation, and I want to share with you what I told him. Now, some of you may disagree with this input, and by all means, if you disagree, disagree or have a, a different idea or a different suggestion, feel free to share that in the comments here on this post. But here's how the conversation went. He works for, currently works for a Fortune 500 company. Been there for about eight years. He was a software engineer. Got an offer from a smaller startup company. Uh, let's say this startup did under $10 million, but just closed a series A round of funding for $15 million. So a growing startup that just closed a bunch of cash to grow faster. Got the offer from them, same amount of pay, didn't have to move, health benefits similar, but with the startup, he gets an equity package. Does not have an equity package with the Fortune 500 company. He was wondering whether or not he should take the job. I walked through all the details with him, et cetera, Basically, everything was uh, on an even playing field, except for the fact that the startup was offering equity. The title, uh, et cetera, the pay, the benefits, everything else was, was pretty equal. The candidate, Johnny, he was scared. He, he was worried that the startup uh, was too risky. Now, keep in mind, they just closed Series A. They just closed the Series A round of funding for $15 million dollars. And they're already doing $10 million of revenue. So this is not just a, you know, back of the napkin startup idea. This is in motion, right? They're making money. They got revenue, et cetera. But the reason the candidate was scared primarily is because he, he never worked for a startup before. Only a big company guy, right? His, his background only had big companies in it, had never worked for a small company. In fact, I think he had only worked for Fortune 500 companies. This candidate, by the way, his age, of course, doesn't matter when it comes to whether or not he should be hired, but it does matter when you're the job candidate and you're thinking about where you're at in your own career timeline and when you should make moves. This guy was probably in his mid-30s. Anyway, I'm chatting with him. He was worried. He was scared. I told him to take the job. <laughs> I, said, I said, listen, here's the deal. First of all, they're offering you equity. Now, he had this big argument that the equity could, you know, might never be worth anything, et cetera, et cetera. That's true. In fact, there's a high probability that the equity may not pay out, right? I mean, you know, it happens. But there's a bigger probability that he'll get zero equity if he stays with the Fortune 500 company because there's no equity plan there. 
<laughs> so he's not getting anything in Fortune 500 company. At least he has a chance at equity with the smaller startup. And that's what I tried to tell him. I said, listen, at least there's an opportunity now for an equity payday some, at some point. By the way, I said everything was on an equal playing field earlier. The one thing that was different was he was only two steps away from the CEO. So he was going to be a software engineer, report up to like the CTO, CIO, and then boom, the CEO. So I also told him, hey, you have a faster uh, response time right up to the CEO to get things done and uh, make decisions and you know be, be in the big boy meetings, et cetera. Anyway, he was worried. He said, yeah, it's just too risky. I'm just going to, I'm going to stay at the fortune 500 company. Now, here's the other reason I encouraged him to take the job, which he didn't, by the way, beyond the equity. And here's the primary point of this episode. Beyond the equity, I thought it was good for his career. And I said he was 35. So he's somewhere between 35 and 40. I don't, I don't know his exact age. I thought it was great for his career at, at this moment to make a move to a smaller company. Because when I look at him as a recruiter, I don't, I, I think of him as big company only. He, he's never made the move to small company. In fact, many small company uh, hiring managers and CEOs will likely stay away from his profile because they're worried he won't be able to adapt. He won't be able to transition into small company atmosphere because it is a completely different world. If you're listening to this episode and you've never moved from large company to startup, it's a different planet. <laughs> okay. And a lot of people struggle at making that move. In fact, I've seen it so many times where, you know, somebody leaves Coca-Cola after 20 years and they go to work for startup ABC company and they just can't handle it. They, they just don't, they just don't get it. They don't understand the wearing 50 hats and five priorities one day and different priorities the next day and hair on fire and all the rest of it that comes with startup. They just can't handle it. So my point is this candidate didn't understand that this was his shot at, at getting small company on his resume. Once you make that move, if you've worked for fortune 500 companies only, and then you get a chance to work for startup. Now, all of a sudden your resume is, is a lot broader, right? You're not so narrow with your experience, with the atmospheres and environments that you've been in. And that is huge. It's not just about skill set, right? It's about what size swimming pool you've been in, right? Have you just been in the kiddie pool or have you been in the deep end? And do you know how to swim in both, et cetera? Because it's different. And when I look at profiles as a recruiter, I watch for that. I'm looking for that. Have they, have they switched industries? Have they worked small company, midsize, big companies? I'm looking for all that. And how broad of experience do they have? And so I thought it made his, his profile more valuable long-term to make this move. On top of the fact that he got the equity package, right? But anyway, he didn't do it. He stayed at the Fortune 500 company because he thought it was safe. <laughs> By the way, I love that. I love it when people work for big companies. They're like, oh, well, I'm so, you know, it's safer over here because it's a big company. Okay. <laughs> you can get laid off at a big company just as easy as you can uh, lose your job at a startup smaller company. It happens every day. I see it 
all the time. So often people will pass on going to work for a startup because they think it's more risky. You know, they're working for a Fortune 500 company and, you know, the next month, all of a sudden they're laid off with 5,000 other people and their heads spinning around because now they don't have a job and uh, maybe they should have taken the, the job with the startup. I get it. I know it's risky and scary when you're going to work for a startup because, you you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, what if the startup doesn't make it? You know, it could it could fold. Yeah. Yeah, it could. <laughs> you could also make a lot of money if you go to work for a startup and Worst case scenario, startup doesn't make it. Go get another job. At least you have that on your resume. You got that on your experience. And now your, your profile is even broader. And there is your Ryder Flex tip of the day.